some folks have a strange idea entertainment. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode number 127. Two Guys on Friday podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm Mark. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. What do we got? We got the sweet, sweet rum? Spice rum. Spice rum, yes. <laughs> Still trying to kill the captain. <laughs> I think uh, four more drinks and yeah, he's going to be close. Four, four more the way I mix them. Then I got so two liters of shitty vodka we have to down. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Dude, we've been at this... I was just doing the math the other day, like just over five years now. It's not right. It fucking went by so fast. It that just seems crazy. like yesterday we first started. No doubt. Yeah. I remember we tried to figure out ways to do, to promote ourselves on social media. Okay. And you, you ended up doing probably one of the, I, I think, I'm not sure if you did it on your phone or not. <laughs> <laughs> But it was. Are uh, we talking the Photoshop? Yes, the okay. Photoshop, the very first Photoshop they ever did, where it was you and I on the cover. It was on the cover of uh, American Werewolf in London. We're both looking <laughs> oh, up at the moon. It was, like, it was so bad, but that, it was so good. That was on the computer. That's when I first downloaded Photoshop. And oh, tried, is that right? Yeah, I tried it my way around it. <laughs> oh man, that was so funny to watch. Like, just for the fact that it like just looked so poor oh god I'll you know find looking it. at it now compared to what you can do now yeah sure. i'll have to repost that <laughs> oh definitely oh that was so much fun oh totally man oh dude so, i'm so exhausted i think you might have to run this whole show <laughs> <laughs> honestly it, do. it's just been non-stop work man then photos in between oh, and editing and photo shoot and editing work and Oh, it's been crazy. You should take a vacation like I did for a week. <laughs> I just got back. <laughs> I, yeah, ever since I got back from vacation, it's just nonstop go, go, work. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Right but on. I had super fun doing a ghost face photo shoot yesterday. Nice. Last weekend. Yeah, it went really well, man. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. It was her daughter's first day of school. Oh, right on. So we got to incorporate the school and the playground into everything. It's kind of a nice little story here, if you don't mind. So I talked to the client on the phone, just going over ideas, blah, blah, blah. And the two kids that she had, they were going to take down Ghostface at the end and save the day. Okay. So it was going to be like a double clothesline. The kids join hands and fucking straight yeah. over the neck and take down Ghostface. And then she mentioned that her mother wanted to be in a picture. Okay. And I guess she just lost her husband not too long ago. Ooh. She's been really sad. So she, okay. the daughter was like, oh, we'll get you into a picture. I'm like, you know what? I'm scrapping the whole idea, and your mother is the one taking down Ghostface. Nice. So she, she's in all of them, and man, she had a blast. Right on. The big cool. smile on her face through the whole thing, man. Oh, man. Oh, it was, it was fucking cool. awesome. I felt good about it. Right on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, myself, we just got back from camping. We went for like a week and a day. Old McDonald Farm, kids love it. They rode their bikes just about everywhere and all over the place. Yeah. So it was good. And you know what? Didn't let them take their tablets with them. They were we took movies mm. out from the library. They haven't been on no their tablets. tablets. They haven't been on their tablets for it's got to be probably three weeks now. Holy shit! Yeah, are they missing it or are they just no? Don't care? They're just off doing other stuff. Okay, and it's quite nice, quite frankly. Like it get home and my son's watching some dude play video games on YouTube, which I don't know. To me, <laughs> seems like you might as well just cut pieces of your brain out because you don't need <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that do that i don't get it i don't it's on I don't twitch twitch uh, something yeah. i don't know yeah it's twitch but they like these guys they this one guy is pretty funny it's called game it out and he'll like 
play a game, but like not the way you're supposed to play the game. Okay. He does it like a fun way that's like excessive. So like if one of them was building like a theme park, so he made the lineup like go everywhere to nothing. Okay. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Off and, a cliff. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Like just all kinds of stuff. And then like makes it so like they can't leave the park and okay. that kind of thing. <laughs> that's so my that, kind of game. Like, oh, it's fun. <laughs> like just, I cracked up so many times watching that one, but that's, nice. that's some of the stuff they're watching, but we are still pounding out the X-Files and the last one that we watched you might remember this one. It had Jack Black and Giovanni Ribisi in it. Jack Black in yes. an X-Files? Oh, yeah. No. So the whole premise was Giovanni Ribisi was a survivor of a lightning strike. Like, he's got a big, huge scar on the back of his head, and he can manipulate electricity. Like, he, he kills this one kid who bullied him at the arcade because he could he made basically made his heart explode or burn up could get struck by lightning and survive and he almost he would bring it on to himself all the time so it was to me it was one of the most memorable ones when it first came out because he's sitting on this billboard manipulating the traffic lights making people like get to near accidents and stuff okay until they finally get vaguely one. sounds familiar yeah. but i don't remember oh, mr dude. jack black yeah jack black was his friend that worked at the arcade and basically his only okay. friend but yeah, it was oh so good. I'm gonna good. have to pull that up on YouTube and see that clip. It's good. It's yeah. good. And so yeah, that was the most recent one that we watched. I think it was like two nights ago or something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah no. And then yeah, just the most recent movie that I watched wasn't really a horror movie at all, but I love John Grisham movies. And it was a time to kill with Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, and that goes, uh, a, goes a ways back. Oh yeah. yeah. It, early nineties. That I, that's when a lot of his movies came out were during the nineties. Yeah, that's true. But no, that was oh Samuel Jackson's also in it too. I don't know if you haven't seen this movie, you've had thirty years to do so. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't think it's at the top of anyone's list. <laughs> no, probably not. So if you remember, I think it was last summer. I was at the horror bar when it was still open, mm-hmm. and I was doing a horror movie shoot there. Yes. And I was helping promote the bar, promote my business at the same time kind of thing. And I don't remember if I told you, a woman came up to me, said she was a follower on my Facebook page, my business page. Oh. We got to talking and just friendly chit chat back and forth. I gave her a business card. We go on our way. And then I'm out looking to do a Chainsaw Evil Dead inspired photo shoot. Yes. So I thought of her and she has the perfect look. So out of the blue, I just kind of messaged her. Hey, not to sound creepy, but do you want to do a chainsaw <laughs> photo shoot? <laughs> but she agreed to it. Oh, cool. She thanked me for thinking of her kind of thing. And so we got that set up for next week. Nice. And then she messaged me, it was two or three days ago, and said she's doing this film, locally made. There's a guy making a horror movie. It's called Grotesque. Okay. He's already made the first one. He's doing the sequel now in town, and he's looking for extras. Oh, sweet. So she asked if I wanted to be in a movie. I'm like, well, yeah. No doubt. (laughs) So that might happen here soon. Sweet. That's cool. It either involves a church scene. I'm not sure what happens in there, or dancing at a nightclub. Right on. (laughs) I can't dance. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. No, I'm stoked for that. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, I'll keep you posted on that. For sure. And also, do you know how you know you have a good neighbor? How? When you go out and then she texts you about 45 minutes later saying, hey, I let your cats back in the house. Oh, sweet. I left my patio door open. Oh, and I went no. Out. <laughs> well, that's awesome of her. She's the one with Work. the corgi? Yes. Nice. Yeah, you met her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah super nice lady. Thank right you on. for saving my cats. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And I got on Guardians 3. 
You talked about that last episode. Yeah. Fuck, were you ever right? It's such a tear jerk. It is, right? Never thought a fucking raccoon can make me do that. And I wasn't sure what it was going to be about because, like, I've, uh, until the movie came out, I had no idea Gardens of the Galaxy even existed. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, first one's really good. Second one wasn't too bad, but it wasn't the, this one, unreal. Like, it was so nice to see, like, essentially an origin story for Rocket in it. Like, yeah. unbelievable. And I see how you, after the, the credits i see what you mean now about it continuing on just yeah. with star lord and nobody else yeah, yeah yeah because he's back at earth now definitely was really cool to see i love that movie and then for some reason i decided to do a little throwback and watch ghoulies oh yeah <laughs> i don't know why i suffered through that <laughs> that's but one of those so it bad. brought it's back good. the childhood memories but that's about it it's yeah. like fuck this movie <laughs> I know. you know one movie that i would like to watch again that is next impossible to find like i go on to tubi and i can find phantasm one three four and god knows how many others fucked if i can find part two but like fucked if you can find it now i think there's it's one of those things where there's so many different studios that were involved in it or something that oh that must be production rates yeah maybe yeah because sure it is from what i remember it was probably the best one out of all of them really i've only ever seen the first oh really yeah yeah like after watching the first one it's like whoa this is weak give me the give me the second one but then again i really thought that witchboard was like unbelievable oh my god that was that was a ball of crap fuck (laughs) (laughs) thank you for making me remember that one oh man the end Probably about a year and a half ago, you sent me an article about a fan-made nightmare movie coming out. Yes. And it finally released like three days ago, and it's called Dylan's New Nightmare. I didn't even know it was out. It was just randomly scrolling through YouTube, and that popped up. Mm. Like, what the fuck? So I watched it. It's only 30 minutes long, but it takes place after Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Okay. So Dylan is the son of Heather. Right. He's all grown up now. Yeah. It was done really well. Like the acting was great. The spe- the makeup effects on Freddy were awesome, but nothing happened. Oh, okay. It, I think, don't want to say anything, but yeah. it's just like. Did it leave anything to possibly a be a full length deal or no? From, the way, like, do you th- from I, what you saw, do you think they could like stretch it out to make something significant? The, the sequel, I guess they could. Okay. Yeah. So really like it was just him having nightmares and then that was the end of it? Yeah. There's hmm. a couple of nightmares. Maybe they could spread but it But it was like, very fucking cool to see Freddy put on that long coat again. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. That was great. So they is that the kind of look that Freddy had was New Nightmare-ish? New Nightmare, yeah. Right. Cool. That To me, that was probably creepier, if not as creepy, as the original look that he had. Mm-hmm, you know, sure. because second one, you saw his face way too much, and then after that, that's all you saw. But I mean, his eyes are all messed up, mm-hmm. like the muscle tissue looking and like the metal and stuff like that. The, like basically making him look like he's animatronic. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Texas Chainsaw Massacre also has a fan film I saw today. Oh, really? So I quickly skimmed through that. And, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's there, right? It's there if you guys want to take a look at well, it. How That's would you all... compare it to the Netflix one? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, from what I heard, has a video game, too. Oh, yeah. It looks and plays just about completely like the Friday the 13th one, but I think there's you're capable of doing more, but the look and everything is just exact same. Okay. From I want a horror people are game it. with the story mode, so I want to see the whole franchise play out. Like, okay. You know, you're starting as little Jason, and then mm-hmm. movie clip, then you move into part two. 
That would be interesting. Would just be all cool. of a sudden, not just with Jason, but with all the franchises. But, uh, but no, like just using Jason as example, like he builds his cabin, goes inside, and then comes right? out with a hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Overnight, he shaves his head and <laughs> attacks somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> so the Exorcist was supposed to come out on October the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. It's coming out a week earlier. Really? You want to know why? No, but tell me. <laughs> I laughed when I read this. I had to double check and fact check. Okay. Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She has her movie documentary coming out on Friday the 13th. That's odd. So they don't want to compete with the Swifter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that woman's got she some power. She loves 13. Okay. That's her lucky number. So she wants it released on Friday the 13th. Wow. Yeah. I wonder the fact how many- that uh, like a horror movie is staying away from T-Swift <laughs> and the Swifties, Swizzle. I don't get it. When did she become so popular? I don't know, but we lost an she episode charged- because of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so mad about that. <laughs> but honestly, like, I know she's always famous, but now it's like thousands of dollars to get a ticket. People are just going nuts over her. I don't understand. Oh, like to go see her in concert? Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, like she's like, holy fuck. Like she's the new queen of... Music? Uh, <laughs> Who's I don't the know. first queen? Queen B. Now we got sure. Queen T. <laughs> Beyonce was the queen of music. Okay. I don't know what I I'm thought talking Madonna about. might fit in there somewhere, but I just don't. You're you're on a roll, so I'll just let No, it go. no. I'm just fucking <laughs> blabbing about shit now. And Five Nights at Freddy is coming out. Okay. I I know very little about Five Nights So I watched Freddy. the trailer. I had no idea about this either. I knew it was coming out, but the trailer is out. So I watched it and it was identical to Nick Cage and Willy's Wonderland. I think oh, okay. It was so it's, it's live action then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm sure it's the TV show or is animated. I want to say, I don't know. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought they ripped off Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. I was so mad. I'm like, <laughs> don't fuck with Nick Cage. But apparently Nick Cage fucked with. Five Nights at Freddy, and they kind of ripped it off there. The only way that would make it awesome is if Nick Cage was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> A little cameo, eh? And finally, I know you're going to love this. Chucky the TV show <laughs> is coming with season three, and the trailer's out. I have yet to watch it because I don't give a shit, but it, apparently he takes over the White House. <laughs> you and I gave it a three-episode test, then yeah. you were done. And then I just finished it off, and I regretted it. Yeah, all I remember <laughs> about that is like all the can con from where it was shot, like seeing like a Canadian bank and Canadian businesses. That's about it. <laughs> Honestly, that's all I remember. That's right. Because that's about as much yeah. that stuck on <laughs> stuck to me on that one. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to rush to it. I still haven't seen season two. So, well, this sets us up for our next top thirteen. That's right. And, and I picked this week. Yes. Right? Tell us. What and it's I thought all it would about, be a Kevin. fun idea. If you are in a horror movie yourself and you need to reach to be the final guy. Or girl. Or girl. Who do you want by your side to help you get to the final guy or girl status? Okay. Who would you want fighting beside you? Well, let me tell you, I would pick first off one of the most iconic final girls of all time, Ginny from Friday the 13th Part 2. She was brave enough to look Jason face to face, convince him that he was mother, his mother. And on top of that, Put on that fucking disgusting sweater. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's not a fighter. No, but she, she needs somebody who can fuck with their mind. That's just it. She bought time so that she could actually take a swing at him. And she did. And fucking. She missed with the swing, though. Well, missed with the swing, but she still had the opportunity. Okay. And it was rat pee. 
under the bed, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Not Gene EP. <laughs> My first pick would be Ash Williams. Dude's got a chainsaw for a hand, double barrel shotgun, and he can take a fucking hit, man. He does not stay down on the ground. That's right. Right? And he doesn't miss the (laughs) one-liners. That's right. And at the end of it, after you kill the bad guy, you're probably going to go to the bar with him and have a couple drinks. There you go. And pick up some questionable women. (laughs) (laughs) Next one that I would pick, there's no doubt about this, yet another wicked final girl, Sarah Connor. For obvious reasons, she would kick anybody's ass hands down. Like she defeated a fucking cyborg with next to nothing. And I mean, she's loaded with weapons. That's who I've got in charge of my arsenal. Fuck yeah. I still don't know why you haven't seen this movie. You're next. But I picked Aaron. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen part of it. I've seen part of it. You got to watch it from start to finish, man. It's so good. Okay. But she basically defended herself from this whole psychotic family at the end, she just picked them off one by one, man. Nice. And the fact that she took somebody out with a blender, <laughs> I don't have to say anymore. Next one that I have, I don't know if you've seen this movie from Planet Terror. It was Ray, the tough guy that on the bad side of the law, the guy that nobody trusted because they thought he was crooked as can be. But yeah. that guy, even though he was not on the level, he was an honest dude that would kick some shit. Scream is not my franchise, but I picked... Miss Sydney Prescott, every movie, she always seems like she was one step ahead of the killer. Mm-hmm. She knew where the killer was going to be kind of thing. And at the end of most of them, she manipulates them. Yeah. She makes the killer pause and that's where you go for your attack, right? While she's doing her d- dirty work there. Yeah. You sneak up behind, take them out. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Then afterwards, we can do a little uh, PG-13 under the clothes <laughs> type of stuff. <laughs> well, I was watching The Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> Also from Scream, I would pick Randy. That okay. dude is thinking. Like, uh, he would help figure out who the killer was if you needed to know. If you're in that situation where nobody knows who it is, my money is on him to help you. Okay, but is he going to help you with the oh, violent no. part of it? Like, if you know who it is, then you have an edge up on. And we don't know if Randy is. is a fighter, though. Oh, no. But he, he might be a coward. He might say, hey, this is what's going to happen. But you know what? He he's could also, hiding under a bed and you're alone. That's true. But he could also be bait. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think he. if you needed to know who it was and it was like something you had to solve, I think he would be able no, to push you, you, me over you in the right bait. direction. <laughs> uh, well, my next one, she's not the nicest of people, but I picked Annie Wilkes from Misery. Now, if you picture yourself in a scenario like it's an end of the world type thing, I'm not talking zombie apocalypse or anything, but Mm -hmm. the governments have all collapsed kind of thing and there's no more law. I think I would want her by my side because she can go up to the neighbor's house, work down the street, and they would open the door to that type of woman. That's right. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you can be on the other side of the wall and just fucking sneak your way in, steal all their liquor and cigarettes so you can barter with it down the road. And on top of that, she's a tough woman, too. Fuck, dragged Paul right out of his wrecked car in the middle of a blizzard. Yeah. Like, she must have been following him. And swung that 10-pound sledge like oh, a champ. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I bet she makes a mean meatloaf with that spam. <laughs> you know, in, in, a, <laughs> in a situation where, you know, your back's against the wall, you need somebody who can be as fucked up and do as unexpected as the person that you're up against. Mm -hmm. To me, I would love to have Otis from a house of a thousand corpses with me. That guy, you would just, 
probably give him a beer and he would do whatever the fuck you needed him to do. Yeah. And you just turn away until he's done. (laughs) (laughs) That Uh, dude is crazy. Yeah. You need, you need a wild card in your crew. So most men, most men are stronger than women. We're just physically built different. So to go one-on-one with a guy in a fight, you know, might be Mm -hmm. tough. So I would bring along Pearl with me. Okay. She's very seductive. She'd win the guys over with her charm and her looks. And that's kind of like an Annie thing. You go in for your sneak attack after she does that, right? Nice. But she's the type of chick you want to ghost at the end of this because she's kind of <laughs> psycho. <laughs> Second last one that I have, you need more than one thinker. Now, Ginny, yeah, she could help you in the situation. But once you've got that person that you want dead, if you catch him, you might want to torture them just a little bit like probably Jigsaw could set up. You got one of those boxes where their hands are up in the air. As soon as they pull them down, it cuts their hands off. Yeah. That dude, the patience he had laying on the floor in the first one, getting shot in the leg and still not moving. (laughs) That dude, I would like to have, because he would be cold and calculated and make sure that no mistakes were made. I didn't picture you as a violent type, man. Oh, but That's you need to you need to fight violence with violence. <laughs> it's in the Bible. <laughs> My final one for the evening is Grace from Ready or Not. Yes. You remember this movie, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And this is another instance where she alone fucking took down a whole family, man. Mm-hmm. And just being in a strange mansion for your first time, the place was massive. And the fact that she was able to sneak around and get away from everybody and still kick ass at the same time. Yes. She was fucking tranquilized at the end. And she woke up from that and she still kicked ass. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nothing oh, took her sure. down. Absolutely. She was actually going to be one of mine too. Oh, nice. Now the final one that I have, you know, sometimes you need to, if you don't know who the killer is, you need to bring them out into the spotlight, reveal who they are, bring them out into the open. Okay. What you need in that situation is somebody who's a pain in the ass that you don't really like very much, who cries at goddamn everything. I try to... May or may not have working legs... But Franklin from Texas Chainsaw Master, oh, that dude, you need him. And again, not so much because of the As same- a decoy? Total bait. Total <laughs> bait. He's- he, Dude, you're he's so the mean. in the water, He's man. in a wheelchair. He's, he's what office- <laughs> He's what Roy Schneider's throwing into the water, man. Bring in the shark. Bring in the shark. Here's another Franklin. There's another Franklin. There's another Franklin. <laughs> Holy shit. Like- a, People who, like, you know, we had one of those 13s where people who, in a horror movie, deserve to die. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, bait. B-A-I-T, <laughs> bait. <laughs> he's in a wheelchair, man. Doesn't stop the fact that he's a jerk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that's our top 13 people that we would use to help us be the final person in a horror movie. That was a fun list, man. No doubt. <laughs> So last episode, I picked music and I regretted it. We did some new kids on the block, so I will not be picking for the next two episodes. Mark, (laughs) take her away. What do you got for us? All right. It's kind of got to tie into the movie that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. I think we're alone now. Birthday massacre.
dude, so so ironic you picked that song. <laughs> it just so happens I was rocking out to that, to the original version in my car on the way to work. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're talking the Tiffany version. Tiffany, yeah. yeah no, that's not the original. Hers, hers is actually a cover. Yeah. Shut the front door. It is. No. Yeah. Yeah, the original is like goes I think way back to the fifties or sixties. What? Mm-hmm. Dude, you just blew my fucking mind. <laughs> I never knew that either until a couple of years ago. Somebody I knew was covering what? that song and I'm like, what's like cause the bass no line was way. weird. And like, what's this part? Like, oh, that's the way the bass is. And I'm like, what? And then she played me the copy of the song. I'm like, that's not Tiffany. <laughs> yeah, sure enough. Dude. Mind blowing, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> And believe it or not, I had my own dance routine to that when I was like eight. <laughs> it was a solo version, too. My brother had the Tiffany single on a 45. That's how old oh, that wow. is. 80 something, 85. Feed 86. me enough tequila, I'll do that dance for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, you know what we're doing after the show. <laughs> So our producers got a hold of us, buddy. Yes. And they told us to check our email and what was in there. We ended up getting an email for a screening of the movie we're about to talk about. The movie is called Eight Found Dead. That's right. And it comes out on September 8th. Yep. And it's directed by Travis Green, written by Jonathan Buchanan, who is also an art production designer for Key and Peele show. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's hit it with the trailer. Why are we spending the weekend with people we don't like? We are going to the desert to stay in a beautiful house, and if you play your cards right, I get laid. It's me and my man. Say hey, babe. Hey, babe. Uh, I need you to be present this weekend, okay? So isolated. You guys, we made it. You know that. I'm watching Sam's story. There's no key. Did you try the door? I think it's unlocked. It's weird. Who drives the Jeep? Sam probably brought a camera crew. Can I help you? I'm sorry. Who are you? What's going on, dear? We were staying here with our friends this weekend. I can't get a hold of her. There's barely any service. So what are we going to do about these two? We could kill him. Follow my lead. A toast. Our memories are flawed to protect us and to make our lives seem meaningful. To new friends. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting out of here. Our friends are on their way. You keep saying that, but I don't even think you believe it. What did you do to our friends? These people are really freaking me out. This is your weekend. Nothing's gonna happen to you. Are you in danger? No, sweetie. Just you. Dude, so this is basically like an Airbnb home invasion type of movie. Yeah. And what I found so interesting, like going into this, guys, if you watch it, you'll be a little bit confused like I was, but (laughs) four different uh, stories going on at once kind of thing. Yeah. So four different points of view, I guess. And it all ties 
and comes together in the end. It almost seems like it's an anthology movie, but all gathering around the same happening. Yes. So like you said, different points of view. It was, it did get me at first. I was like, okay, what's happening? And then it was like, okay, so like, who are we talking with now? Because it jumped from like, there's two different couples that were showing up at this secluded, very secluded house. Right. The one woman was going to reveal something private to her friends and they got there first and there was already somebody there. So right. it almost seems like one of those things like, oh, you booked this place, I booked this place, but then nobody could confirm because there's no, it's so secluded, there's no internet, no Wi-Fi. Right at the beginning, we have a woman named Jessie and she's the owner of this house and she's renting it out as an Airbnb for extra income. Right. So that's story number one. And she's there, she shows up to clean it up from the clients that they had beforehand because she knew that the same day it was being rented out by the people that were in the movie. Right. So then we have point of view number two, we have Sam and Dwayne and Sam is the one that's organized this whole thing. Yeah. And that's where she wants to divulge this information, the secret she has to her other friends. Exactly. And she's a, her whole career seemingly is an internet presence. View number three, we have Carrie and Ricky. These are the said friends that are meeting Sam and Dwayne there. And then we have Patty and Richard. Now, these are the people that are already in the house. Yes. My God. Old people in a horror movie, man, freak the fuck out of me. And Kids do it for you. Old people do it for me. Now, we didn't watch this at the same time, and I watched this before you did. Yeah. And Patty, if you guys do watch this, it'll probably click in. Why do I? Why does this woman look so familiar? Lynn Shay. This woman is like her doppelganger. Yeah. Big time. Oh, like, not exactly like hardcore, her, but holy yeah. cow, it just reminded me of her. And then the last point of view that we see is Bobby and Blake, who are the cops that show up because there was a phone call saying that there was an incident happening out at the house. Let's just uh, quickly touch base on the beginning here. I thought it was a great opener. Okay. So we have Jesse going to clean the house, and then she decides to take a break because it's so fucking filthy. She goes out onto her patio and starts suntanning. This is right at the beginning, and you realize what type of movie you're getting into right off the hop. Yeah. Because she goes and suntans in the backyard, and then all we see is a shadow of a figure of a person holding an axe, Goes up in the air and then starts to come down and the screen just pauses with her screaming. Yeah. Then title shot. That yeah. was fantastic. Oh. I love that. So right off the hop, like I said, you know what type of movie you're getting into? Absolutely. Yeah. Then we have her first couple, Sam and Dwayne. Sam's the Instagram influencer. Yeah. So she has this huge following. She booked the house for everybody to go to because she had a very important personal thing that she wanted to tell everybody about. Right. And she wanted to do it in her own way, I guess. So they show up in the house, can't find the key, but the door's open. She's just like, whatever, let's go in. They run into Patty and Richard. Now we do. I don't know about you, but if there's an old strange couple in my Airbnb, I'm not going. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You've booked something. It should be empty. Sam and Dwayne show up, Patty and Richard are there and they're like, why are you guys here? Get out all this stuff. So it's. So they kind of convince them to come in the house and talk it over and try to figure stuff out. Exactly. And they're like the sweet old couple at this point. Yes. And then I don't know if you caught on to this, but Sam was wearing this scarf around her head kind of thing. And then it was Patty who says, oh, I love your scarf. And then Sam took his great compliment. She's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Right. Conversation diverts to a different topic. And she stops. It goes, what do you like about me? Like very stern. Oh, I know. 
Oh man, it gave me chills. A lot of this then movie. Then she said it again. What do you like about me? And that's exactly what this movie started doing was building up this crazy weird tension on the older couple. Like, why are they there? Like, and then they're acting really weird. And then it cuts at some point to where we see Carrie and Ricky show up. Ricky tells Carrie just ahead of time why they're there, what the reveal was about. They go in where they're friends. Again, somebody notices this Jeep who happens to be Jesse's Jeep, but nobody knows that. This vehicle's here that they don't recognize. So like, who's here? So they get in there and there's this other couple. They're like, well, wait a second. Like we rented this place. Like where are our friends? So it was pretty intense that both couples arrived at different times yeah, and there was no sign of the first couple at that point. So you're like, what happened to them immediately? So for me, I was honestly trying to figure out, okay, are they dead yet? Are they captured? That's what I'm thinking of. Like, there's going to be some sort of trip up. Seeing all this stuff, the interaction between both of the couples in separate situations with Patty and Richard. And Patty and Richard were almost like completely different characters for each couple. Oh, yeah. Like, for instance, with Sam and Dwayne, like Patty, she was like... The flirtatious type. Yep. And then with the other couple, they were more like buddy-buddy type. Yes. You know, having a couple drinks together kind of thing and waiting for their friends to show up kind of thing. Right. Right. And then- Way more aggressive with Sam and Dwayne for sure. And then seemingly out of the blue, we've got Bobby and Blake, the two cops who are divorced or not yet divorced, but- On their way. On their way. Blake hasn't signed the papers yet and stuff. But so they get a call. There's an emergency out of the house, so they go out to the house. It was dirt road, like just further up. So you know you are on the edge of anywhere if the road is not oh, paved. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like even if the highway just ends and isn't paved. So Middle immediately, of the desert oh, yeah. yeah. And immediately then I was like, they are fucking so secluded. <laughs> it was crazy. But you have to bring somebody to a place with no Wi-Fi to make the story believable. Exactly. Just as the story goes through, we see the interactions with Sam and Dwayne with Patty and Richard, and then Carrie and Ricky, and then Bobby and Blake are in the house seemingly after everything's all done. So this is where I was kind of disappointed a little bit in the movie, but it all came together in the end. But when the cops show up, you see all the dead bodies. It's like, so you know the fate of the other couples. At this point. Yeah. So it's not really a giveaway. No, you know? but at but the same time, the title like, is okay, well, Eight Found Dead. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> true. But now at this point, you're like, okay, where is the movie going to go? But it yeah. all fucking ties together oh, perfectly. It was amazing. We do end up seeing the kills happen. I kid you not, it was nice because it wasn't just bloody shock. You know, the surprising thing was just the interaction with the couple. Like they were just acting so out of the ordinary there were so many different times when it was just like red flags all over the place. Yeah. Get out. Like, honestly, for me, if my friends aren't there yet and I'm there and somebody else is there. I'm like, dude, let's go to the Super 8 down the road, get a hold of them <laughs> yeah. and see what the hell's going on. So what I loved about this part of the movie now, we know that everybody's dead. We see Jesse. She's in the bathroom, you know, all bound up in the tub because she was killed at the beginning. But and it didn't clue into me till the end of the movie where the interactions between the two couples, one had an out-of-order sign on the bathroom door. Yes. When they were talking to Carrie and Ricky. Yeah. 
then when Sam and Dwayne were on it, there was no out of order sign on That's it. right. So the body had yet to be put into that bathroom. I just thought the continuity between the two conversations going back and forth, I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty awesome. Classic slasher movie where you've got a secluded location. Help is not going to be coming anytime soon. Yeah. When help did get there, well, help did get there. But yeah, in order to really watch this, you guys got to check it out. And the ending, oh my God. It's not much of yeah. a, it's not a twist ending, but it's something you have to see. It is it's very like, impressive, this whole movie. Jaw dropping. It's yes. like, oh my God. If you can picture yourself in a home invasion type movie and then you see this thing happen, oh my God. Yeah. No, it was, it was unbelievable. One of my one of my favorites, and I'm so glad we had the opportunity to watch this movie. We don't want to give much away, just mostly because it is so good to watch without even without knowing anything. So we ahead. didn't really see much of the kills, but did you have a favorite scene of the movie? Something that stuck out. Probably my favorite scene was it was it was a slip up. There's a scene where Patty is talking to Carrie in the bathroom because Carrie just got the door smacked in her face. Yeah. And so she asked Patty to go get her purse. And so she brings her purse. And what happens to be is Sam's phone is in the purse. Yes. But then she also slips and says, oh, here you go, Sam. And she's like, wait, what? Oh, Carrie. I mean, I get always stuff mixed up or whatever. I'm old or whatever. She like plays that card. And like, I kid you not. Like Carrie is such an idiot (laughs) for not catching that. But just that slip up and then finding the phone. What about you? What did you... I told you about the scarf in- incident. Yeah. Just the way she, her whole demeanor kind of changed in that moment. Yes. I don't want to say it's my favorite scene, but it made me jump and I screamed a little bit, <laughs> is when I think it was Ricky who's had enough and he's going to take off. He gets in his car, turns on the headlights, and she, that old lady's oh, standing right yes. in front. Oh, yeah. And she just appears. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. <laughs> and could you imagine? Like, he was going to leave her. Yeah, yeah. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, I tinkled my pants a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> right on. How many goalie masks are you going to give this movie? Out of five, I think I would give this one a four and a half. Oh, and wow. the only okay. reason I take off the half, Richard really didn't stand out to me. Now, if that was on purpose, then it's getting a full five. Okay. What about you? I give it a 3.5. Okay. I I really enjoyed the movie. Don't get me wrong. It's just Richard, as you just spoke about, like I couldn't get on with his, his character at the end. Mm -hmm. Dwayne. I couldn't get on board with that character either. They both kind of annoyed me a little bit. Okay. Just for that. Yeah. 3.5. All right. I feel they could have went out with a bigger bang if they had a different Richard. Yeah. Well, buddy, what does that music mean? That means that it's time to remember a Friday friend. And today, we are going to remember Mr. Creighton Duke. Yes. From Jason Goes to Hell. A mercenary killer looking to hunt down the most notorious killer of all time. And for some reason, he just knew everything there is to know about Jason. Mocked him, in fact, calling him a little girl in a pink dress. (laughs) He met up with Diane and tried to convince her that she's the only one that can kill him. Sporting a duster and a cowboy hat, he went looking for Jason. The chief locked him up. For being unruly. And he busted the guy's fingers, too. Steve's, I do believe. Finally, the Creighton Duke meets up with Jason Voorhees. And what does that get him in the end? It gets him a great big fat hug from our boy Jason, breaking his back. All right, my man, it's time to sign us off. 
If you're listening to us on iTunes, please rate and review. It expands our audience to more people like you. Like and subscribe on Google, Stitcher, or however we are making it into your home. We'd love to hear from you, whatever you think of the show, as well as suggestions for movies for us to watch. Contact us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher. And with that, be excellent to each other. Groovy. So we got an email the other day. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs>